Welcome back to the Horror University Podcast. I am Craig Garman. You can follow me on Twitter at Chetty16. And with me as always is Troy Doerth. You can follow him on Twitter at that geek Troy D. And you can follow the pod at HorrorUPod. And before we kick into it, I was just, uh, how's it going, Troy? It's been a while. I saw you like two days ago. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been, been a while, while since we... Been a while I would, since we I would, potted. I would like to say this though, because like we always have the next movie planned generally, you know, mm-hmm. and instead of doing it like once a week or once every other week, like we want to, like every time we hang out, like sorry guys, but I just prefer to watch horror movies with my friend and not always podcast with him. It's kind of how right. we started this. So, well, that's why they, we're generally late on these things is that if we hang out, then we're like, oh yeah, we're totally gonna podcast when you're down, but then we just watch horror we yeah like whenever i go down like because we've only i think we've only done one podcast actually together and that was the bobby yeah. Rowe interview yeah other than that um but no i was just gonna say uh before we got started i was just uh feeling pretty good i was talking to troy beforehand that uh my uh stephen king obsession dark tower trailer might drop tomorrow which i'm excited for and i was gonna talk to you at some point I want to do like we used to do the three guys, one projector podcast whenever it comes out Mm -hmm. because that trailer dropped and it lit the world on fire, which is awesome. I want to do a episode before we see it and after we see it and make it like one episode (laughs) like we did like we did with BVS. Yeah. Okay. It's fine by me. See what uh, if my expectations lead up to it, because remember, do you remember what I told you? That was an incredibly bold statement. Yes. I I didn't say the Godfather, right? Did I say the Godfather? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe you did. Because <laughs> like, because uh, I was I went back and listened to older episodes where uh, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one where we talk about like no one takes horror movies seriously mm-hmm. anymore, like at all. Because I was listening to um, an old Kevin Smith podcast today at work where he was talking about Red State and how they tried to get uh, Mike Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. nominated yeah but like that's a horror movie yeah technically stuff like that i don't know i just think it has got a really good chance at being super super awesome yeah i'm excited for it we'll see i don't i might i don't i don't think i'm gonna watch any more trailers though hey everybody sorry about that uh we had a little technical difficulties there because uh we were just talking about how whenever me and Troy are in person, we don't pod, and whenever we do normally pod, we do it through Skype, and I use my Xbox, and for some reason, my controller shut off. So, But anyway, what I was saying was, like, Michael Parks kind of like – I feel like he could have got a nod, but I just feel like that the – I don't know if it's the Academy or people who have – I don't know, people that would do anything with films. They just don't respect the genre very much and i'm not saying that it is gonna win awards or anything like that but like i've read the book multiple times and i think it's got a shot if it's done right to be it would be awesome if it just got nominated for best picture like it doesn't have to win but like it'd be cool 
I just, I just like, I, do, I want, I want something to break through, though, you know, like, because I was telling you, like, if it, it's got a chance to be up there, if it's done right, with, like, Rosemary's Baby, like Halloween, uh, I mean, The Exorcist, you know, it's considered one of the classic. The story's that good. Yeah, like, it's considered one of, like, the greatest horror novels, like, ever. Like, Stephen King, I would say, is considered one of the, you know, one of the all-time great horror novelists, and it is by far, from what I've read, and from what other people have said, probably his scariest novel. It's his thesis on horror. I'm down for it. I, I honestly, I, I'm gonna, tr- I might go in blind because I saw that that teaser that they posted, and I've never mm-hmm. watched the original miniseries, so I might go in blind. I, think I haven't either. And I know we talked about with uh, Bobby Rowe, and he talked about because yeah. I know everyone talks about Tim Curry's. Performance. Uh, performance is Pennywise, but like every time I try and watch that, it's just like God. The acting is so like he's good and creepy, but everything else is just I can never yeah. and I just can't bring myself to watch it. And it's old and it's something that needs an update. Um, yeah, yeah I think, so I think that's. I mean, like not to fucking knock down anything older, but I think we do kind of. No, yeah, we do kind of have a preference for like the last fifteen years of horror more more so than you know the seventies and eighties. Obviously, the classics we like, but. Like I'm, I'm not. I know I see it on horror Twitter all the time. Like people going back and reviewing movies from like the '60s and '70s, and I'm just like, I mean, more power to them. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. We grew up on a different type of horror, so like different things scare us. Well, and that's and that's kind of the thing. That's kind of what I was saying as far as like having a chance to be a movie like, like I feel like Halloween and Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, movies like that are kind of timeless. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. They're there, but there's only a handful of those old horror movies, or like a Jaws or something like that. Mm-hmm. Those old horror movies that, you know, no matter really when you watch them, it's like that's a really good movie. And I think that a movie or this, based off the source material, has a chance to be a like big horror breakthrough hit. And I'm kind of excited because they try. They're trying to. You know, it's kind of hard to gauge the box office off of how many people watch the trailer yeah. in the 24 hour period. Like it was like I forget 197 million people watched it in 24 hours. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> and 136 million people watched the Beauty and the Beast trailer, which had the record before Fast and Furious, and that grossed like 170 or 180 million. I'm not saying it's gonna do that, but I'm just glad that there's a chance for a really good horror movie to hit like mass audiences and not be like just another dumb horror movie that, you know, you take your date to on a Saturday night kind of thing, like a good movie. Like besides get out, what was the last horror movie that had like a hundred million dollars in the first weekend? Oh, actually, actually, uh, get out. Didn't didn't even do that. It broke. No, like in a month or something like that, I guess. Yeah. But it's pretty rare. I feel like first, has there been one that's actually made a hundred million? I doubt. Like a horror. Yeah. Oof. I'll look it up. I don't know. Keep talking. I'll look it up. I'm interested. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I, I was just, you know, before we got started on our movie, I, I just had a, you know, we've been off for a while, and I think that trailer, I think it dropped while we were in between. Could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about. I mean, I don't know. Like most horror movies, they don't have uh, that kind of. Yeah. I mean, I would guess maybe like some of those franchises, like Paranormal. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Something like one that. One of those paranormals probably did. Has got to cross that. Um, but going off from my my tangent, the movie that we're doing this week, which we talked about 
a few weeks ago is Creep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Written and directed by Mark Duplass and Patrick Bryce, and who those are our only two actors in the movie. <laughs> in the entire movie. Yes, and Patrick Bryce is the director of the movie. And here's the thing I was thinking about today, because uh, we just watched this again on Saturday, I think. I know it was Friday. And I was thinking about it, and like Mark Duplass, like I love Mark Duplass because that's why I love, we watched this movie. Because yeah, I love, <laughs> I love the league. So here's the thing that I find is really kind of fascinating about his career is like the league is kind of like a big mass market television show. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to television shows, you know, it's a big mass market show. But when it comes to his movie career, straight indie, like oh, everything he, he does, does is. I mean, I'd have to double check, but. I know he writes and directs a lot of stuff, and it's all indie. And, like, that's totally – this movie is – like, granted, yeah, it's found footage, but it's not your typical uh, horror movie kind of like – it's based in reality. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the house is October built, but it's not that kind of a horror movie either. Like, I feel like Creep perfectly defines what this movie is. Like, it's just creepy. It's creepy. It's an awkward situation. Everything he does is, like – weird it's not normal and it just throws you off the whole time well it's 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 fascinating because the whole the premise is and this is another reason why we watched it is one it's like mark duplass so i'm kind of in i saw it was a horror thriller so i'm like i'm doubly in yeah and the plot is um i'm trying to like let's uh when a videographer answers a craigslist ad for a one-day job in a remote mountain town he finds his client is not all what he initially seems so he offers him a thousand dollars to basically videotape him for a day because he says he's having – he's got a brain tumor and he's going to die and he wants a video for his son. Mm-hmm. So that is – when you're going into the movie, that's all you know going yeah, that's, into that's, it. That's and like so your introduction to his character is that right. like, that's the reason why he's doing this and like his wife's pregnant, whatever, and he's not, he's not going to be around when the kid's there. So this is his gift to his kid. Right, kind of like this is who – this is the kind of person I am. This is who yeah. I am. And so it's very much – uh, the entire movie is really just kind of a guessing game trying to figure out what kind of a person Mark Duplass's character is. Mm-hmm. And is Joseph. And Patrick Bryce, the director, is Aaron. Mm-hmm. So those are only two characters, so it shouldn't be too hard to remember. <laughs> so. And and later, uh, Peach Fuzz, once we get into it yes. further. But... Um, so like it's it kind of follows it's just the one camera I mean it's straight up found footage style mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron's driving up to the mountain town or the mountain house because it's like way up there and it's just this is one of those things where I think everybody who watches a lot of movies with their friends uh, they all have kind of like a really random quote that they all love and mm-hmm. this movie in particular like. If you've watched it and if you've not watched it, watch it. It won't stick out like all of us. We hang out sometimes. You know, it's a random quote that I think that we use all the time that oh, yeah. no one ever does is <laughs> from Spider-Man 2 when Doc Ock's like, listen to me yeah, now. Listen to me now. That's a quote that we always say and everyone in our in our inner circle always knows what we're talking about. Yeah. And there's this there's a scene from this movie <laughs> that I just die. It's one of those things where like. I'm sure people relate to like if Troy's watching it, he sends me a Snapchat of the scene. Every single or if, time. Yeah, Every and if I'm watching time. it, I'll send him a Snapchat of it. <laughs> so when Aaron rolls up to the house, you know, he he walks up 
and there's no one there and there's like a like a big tree stump sitting in the front of the house with this axe in it and he kind of zooms in on it and you're like whoa and then he gets back in the car and he's kind of like well and then joseph pops up mark duplass's character and he's like oh man i'm so excited you're here man he's just like yeah my god yeah my god (laughs) i don't know why that's so funny to me but every time he says oh my god i just die you were the first one to tell me like because i had watched it once and i didn't catch it but the second well it's just the way he says it it almost like blends into one word well and he like he sneaks up on aaron like aaron's like looking down somewhere else and then he just pops up at his window like knocks on the window and he's like oh man i'm so glad you're here oh my god Oh my god. <laughs> it's just perfect. It's the funniest part of the movie for me. I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> and then pretty much like from there on out it's uh you know, Joseph is kind of explaining to Aaron his situation and uh he kinda like because they are up on those mountains, it's got like this uh they have to walk up these stairs to get to like the front mm-hmm. door. Um and he's standing kinda of standing in the front doorway and he gives him the ca- cash straight up, right right up in front. Yep. And if this is kind of on theme, in my opinion, um, with like uh, the invitation a little bit in the sense where we kind sure. of talked about this on Saturday, where you've never met this guy. You want to be polite. So whenever there's feels awkward, you're not like just going to straight up be like, dude, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, yeah. OK. It's more of like that kind of situation. It's more of a revelation on the character that that he's seeing for the first time. It's like, oh, OK. So he's like this. Then he does something else. Okay, so he's like this. Yeah, exactly. But he never confronts it because, like, seriously, in real life, why would you confront somebody for being weird like that? You just talk to your friends about how weird it was later. <laughs> well, yeah, and like, and not only that, but like, you, this guy's paying you a thousand dollars, so you're being doubly polite. Yeah. Because a thousand dollars for a day's work's not too bad. So you're like, hey, this guy's got some weird quirks. He's got some weird quirks. Yeah. And so all that leads into right after Mark Duplass's character gives him the money, we lead right into. Uh, Tubby time. Tubby time. Yep. <laughs> so, Mark Duplass's character goes upstairs and he's like, "Come on, Aaron, you know." And then it's he's very he's very chummy right off the bat, you know. Yeah. Hugs like, "Oh, I love you, man. Like you're a real mm-hmm. good guy." And so that leads us right into when we go upstairs and Mark Duplass is like getting ready to get into the tub, like he's got his pants Halfway almost down. <laughs> just about. <laughs> and Aaron's like, "Oh, uh, who's it?" He's like, "No." He's like, "This is gonna get real." Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mark Duplass tells him. He's he's also like, this isn't even close to where we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that's also an, uh, like a like a for like a foreshadowing for events to happen later. There's there's a lot of those. I mean, that's what the whole movie is littered with. Like, and like you said, it is exactly like the other movie we were talking about. Just like the invitation. There's he does something weird, but there's kind of an explanation for it, and he just never gets called out straight up. Exactly, and like in that, all these little. Uh, Hints and clues kind of along the way make also make rewatch rewatching it oh, a yeah. lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of ends up like feeling creepy, but like as long as we know, as far as we know, his story is true, and he's kind of pretending to have tubby time with his son mm-hmm. is what that they're videotaping. Like tubby time is something that he did with his dad, where he's basically it is still kind of like. It's it seems nice at first, but then there's like a scene where he kind of forgets. I guess seems like he forgets he's being videotaped, yeah. and he's like, boo, 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 boo. he's just like <laughs> playing with the water, and he literally is acting like he has a baby with him. Yeah, he's like in the bathtub his toes and stuff, or smelling his toes and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. 
And so I'm trying to think after yeah, that. Well, like, that's when he, he goes underwater for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that We find out that Joseph, Mark Duplass's character, has like a aggressive sense of humor, uh, a shock value <laughs> sense of humor. Definitely. So, yeah, and he, hold, he holds his breath and he goes under the water and like long enough to where Aaron's kind of like, oh, dude, like what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of pops up and scares him and kind of, you know, hey, that's just kind of, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm scared. That's my sense of humor. I'm, yeah. I'm just a goofball. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and so they're getting ready to go. Uh, are they going to just go on the hike? Yeah. Yeah. And so they go to get their hats. Uh, it goes to get hats and stuff out of the closet. And this is where we run into our third character, who's not really a third character, but it's a mask of a wolf named Peach Fuzz. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a scary fucking mask, dude. Yeah, no, it's a very, <laughs> like, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to the name Peach Fuzz, that is a very... something, like, cartoonish? Not at all. Yeah, it's a very, very, very scary wolf mask. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, very terrifying. <laughs> Definitely. And then he does, so, like, this Peach Fuzz, like, song and dance. That it, which I, <laughs> I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like, do you think he just made that up on the spot? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking too. I think he did because I don't like, think as we're gonna, that mask was up there. Well, th- th- that's the thing is like that's this is before we keep jumping like to further down the movie. I just kind of want to stay at this point, especially when you do the rewatchability. Like Joseph's Mark, Mark Duplass's character, like this is a really, really fascinating. I don't know if I want to get on my high horse and use the word character study, but it's just fascinating watching all the roads he takes. Oh, yeah. Like, this dude, like, you can't put your finger on him at all. Because no, especially, like, like I was so saying, random. especially like we're saying, like, when you, on the rewatch of this, when he does the Peach Fuzz song, it's like, he acts like it's a mask his dad used to do the Peach Fuzz song. Yeah. And he's doing, does the Peach Fuzz song for his son, and it's just like this kind of like peach buzz kind of song, you know, really unassuming, but it's, you're like, this doesn't feel right because that mask is way off putting. Yeah. And then he like jumps up right in front of the camera and does it. And it's just, yeah, man, it's creepy. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to argue later that I think he absolutely knows that masks in there. Uh, okay. Because, yeah. well, I'll get, I'll get there. Yeah. But like, and that's the thing is like, when you rewatch it, I'm like, he must, I had to make that up on the spot. Like, yeah. Just, it makes it interesting. So they go on this hike. He puts the mask back, and uh, they, they're driving to the place where they're going to go hike. And I forget the exact name of the place they're going because he kind of tells yeah. the story. Um, it's really a really sweet story from him and him and his wife about there's this these healing waters where there's this uh, heart-shaped rock. Like crevice in the rocks, yeah. Yeah, so he goes on this, like, spiel of, like, a minute, two minutes telling this really, like, kind of heartwarming story about him and his wife going to this place. And he's like, yeah, we heard it from, like, this lady at a taco stand. And just kind of <laughs> ends it with that. I just thought yeah. that was fun. And so then they, they go hiking, and we kind of get, like, another sense of Joseph's really weird sense of humor where they're just hiking. And he just bolts. Yeah, he just takes like, off. literally just runs up. Runs off, the, off into the woods, up in the mountain, and Aaron's just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, where'd he go? <laughs> He's gone for a good, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, he is. And uh, so he starts chasing him. Uh, Aaron's looking for him. And that's kind of like, again, Joseph's sense of humor. He just, like, bang, pops out of nowhere and just scares <laughs> yeah. him. And that's but, when uh, you're trying to start to read the character. Like, you don't know if he's kidding, if he's being serious, because he's like, 
oh man, Aaron, if you could have seen your face, it's like, you're okay now. Right. But for they're like, like 10 seconds, I could get this vibe that you really wanted to hurt me. Like maybe even yeah. kill me. Yeah. So and like, he was, well, he was like, and you like, oh my God, do you know what just happened, Aaron? You just had a near death experience. Yes. <laughs> like that's, a, that's creepy. <laughs> And like, and that's the whole thing. He's telling him all this very, very casually. Like, yeah. hey, you know, it's ah, you want almost want to kill me, but no big deal. And so they they keep going, and um, eventually they basically, uh, Marty Plosh kind of goes off ahead, and then he asks Aaron to come over, and then from this overhead shot, we get a view of there's a kind of like a waterfall going down through these rock fixtures in the mountain and it's eroded into the place where it looks like a heart. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Oh, okay. So this is like a real place. And this is again, me like just thinking about it now, like I'm trying to like, trying to put a finger on Mark Duplass, like, you know, what's real and what's not mm-hmm. like, obviously he probably had to know about this one particular place or something about that. Yeah. Kind of has to be true. And yeah, so and they kind of, you know, they go down there they, on their walk too. They also talk about the ax. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, for some reason, I thought that happened at the restaurant, but no, you're right. Uh, at the at the beginning of the movie, like I was saying, there, there's a there's a you have to walk upstairs to go to his house, and there's this big, huge tree stump, and there's just this axe just poof, stuck right in the middle of it. And Marty Plus asks him about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He asks. He asks him. He's like, like again, like in his dark sense of humor, he was like. You know, for a second there, like, do you see the axe? Like, did you ever think like I was gonna kill you with it or something? And then he's like, "You did? Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No," and Aaron's like, "No, no." It was nah. before I knew who you were. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, right? Because we're we're buddies now. And then they get yeah. big group hug kind of thing, and then they go down into the uh, go down into the the healing waters where uh, Aaron's like hanging from this branch. There's like this awkward like grazing his feet into yeah. it. And they kind of are splashing it on each other because it's this bonding kind of healing water stuff. And, you know, this big like, oh, you're my buddy, hugging yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, we did it. And he's like, you know what? I'm hungry. It's like, are you hungry? He's like, I know a place up top that's just got the best pancakes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that always stuck with me because when they get up there, it's kind of like, has he been there before or not? Because when they get to the restaurant, Aaron, Aaron makes the mention – that Mark Duplass is looking through the menu like he doesn't know what he wants to eat. Yeah. He's like, I thought you said this place has, like, the best pancakes. Oh, he's like, yeah, 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 just uh, looking up. Yeah, but the pancakes, though. Yeah, yeah the pancakes. They, uh, they changed the menu, but. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> but obviously the pancakes and then are also, the that's Yeah, exactly. And then proceeds to have a uh, uh, a very real talk conversation. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, truth, truth time. Mm-hmm. And um, so Joseph, Mark Duplass's character, uh, takes the camera from Aaron, and he's like, I want you to uh, – what does he say? Like what's the most shameful, shameful thing? Yeah, shameful. Yeah, what's the most shameful thing you've ever done? And Aaron's kind of like, well – and then they get into a very real talk conversation uh, about how when he was younger, when he was younger, he used to uh, – Wet the pee the bed all the time. Yeah. yeah, wet the bed and all that jazz. And he kind of like goes into this really long story about how uh, he used to do it when he was younger. And um, it got to the point so bad where like uh, his parents had to order some 
order something out of the catalog, and it was. I'm trying to think exactly how it worked. He would attach it to, you know, his. And I'm trying to think after he the the one end went down, you know, went down on his privates, and what the other thing do went up by his ear, and it would like. Once it felt wetness, it would make a noise or something like that. It would, yeah, it would be something would pulsate, something. Yeah, yeah. It, I think I think it made like a real like a loud beeping noise that would wake would, him up yeah. to make a. Yeah, he said because it was what loud. ends up he said it was loud. Yeah, because what ended up happening is his most shameful moment. Because basically, this whole story, like, it feels like you're like, wow, this is kind of a random weird story, but he basically is telling the first time he's ever his first memory of shame in his mm-hmm. life, and he's at a playground and he had to go pee real bad and he didn't want to leave and so he started to go. And so not only is he pissing himself in the playground with all his friends, but he's got this thing attached to him that's just blaring away. Yeah. And he said he just laid there, and he's like, and that's the first time I ever felt shame. And I just remember when I was watching, I'm like, Jesus, like this is real truth talk for a dude that you've known for like yeah. four hours. Yeah. And like granted, like Mark Duplass has been super friendly in the movie, but I'm like, even if that was a true story, I would never fucking ever tell anyone that. No. It's – yeah. I mean – Props to Aaron for, like, despite all the weird stuff going on, like, he's still 100% real, and he he was completely open with him. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, Marty Plush gives the camera back to Aaron, and he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to tell my truth. And he pulls out his phone, and you realize that when Aaron first arrived at the house and he was looking – for Mark Duplass, he couldn't find him, and in reality, Mark Duplass was taking pictures of him. Yeah, like hiding, the whole, taking pictures of the him. whole time, and like it comes across very, very creepy. Like at first, first the very <laughs> first like whoa kind of moment. Like, yeah. all right, this is odd. Like he's been strange, kind of quirky so far, mm-hmm. but this was the first like where if you're a normal person, you're kind of like hold uh, up. Yeah, but his explanation is legit. Yeah, agreed. Kind of, because like you're right. All right, this guy's already kind of a goof. So his explanation was he was, uh, because of what they were gonna do, he'd never met him. You know, this is someone he's kind of trusting to videotape part of his life with. He was like, I thought I would feel more comfortable if I took a picture of you without you knowing. Kind of like I would have this thing for myself, kind of or something like that. I, I think it was kind of just so he's like, if I'm gonna share my life like this intimate stuff with you. Like I kind of wanted to see what kind of person you were first. I wanted to know you before you knew me. That yes, that's what it was. He wanted to know him before. He, yes. So if by doing that, he kind of felt like that's how he was able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it was, a, it's kind of a reasonable explanation. So I mean, like your guard kind of goes back yeah. down, right? Yeah, for sure. So they drive back to the house. And this is one of the things like it's the, it's the cover <laughs> shot. Yeah. Of the poster. Super creepy. But I just, I think it's, I don't know why. I just, I love this scene specifically for the way it's shot. And it's weird because in found footage movies, there's not a lot of really, I mean, I don't want to knock a lot of found footage stuff. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a lot of like shots where I'm like, whoa, because it's a lot of like fast paced, like over here, over there kind of stuff. Jump scare stuff. Yeah, but this is like a very – like they're having a conversation. And like, like I was saying before, when you go up to Mark Duplass's place, you got to walk up these stairs to get to the front door. So Aaron's at the bottom and Mark Duplass is at the top, and there's a big spotlight behind him. So it's just 
this massive black silhouette of his yeah. body. And everything else around him is bright, so there's this black silhouette, and the stairs leading down are black. And they're having this whole conversation with this one shot. And I just – it's very um, – I just kind of feel like this is a momentous part in the movie because this is where Mark is trying to get Aaron to stay. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron's Aaron, like, I'm gonna like, go. Oh, we had a good day. I got, I got a long drive back. Blah blah blah. But I do. Yeah. yeah, you're right. How the shot lined up, like they were, they were talking the whole time. They were walking up the stairs. Mark Duplass is like ten stairs ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And when he says that, that's when he turns around. And it was a uh, really natural how they got to that scary shot. Like it wasn't just like flip the camera. It's scary. It was a no. total build up to a great shot. They had to. Yeah, exactly. They had to work. They had to time that out right because yeah. when when Mark turns around, because Troy's right, that spotlight's kind of in the shot. But then when Mark hits that top step and turns around, the spotlight is directly behind his head. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really haunting kind of shot where the shot's haunting and the conversation is in any horror movie, kind of the turning point is kind of this. And that's why I thought it was all this whole jumble is kind of neat. Yeah, where it's like, come on up for a whiskey, and he's like, yeah, like you said, nah, you know, yeah, gotta go. It's the first, like, you know, he wanted to leave, and Mark Duplass convinced him to stay. So it really is the first, like, weird sign. Yeah, but again, you and, know, he's like, let's, I got some great scotch. Let's just have a glass of scotch and finish up. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like Mark Duplass' character being very reasonable mm-hmm. was like, hey, we spent this whole day together. I'd really like to cap it off you know, with a drink. Mm-hmm. So, Basically. you know, this guy gave you, just gave you a thousand dollars to put yourself in Aaron's shoe. What's one drink going to hurt? Yeah. So he goes up and they do that. And you can kind of tell like, as, uh, they're talking that, um, Aaron's starting to get antsy. He's like, all right, like I've had my drink. Let's, you know, let's get out of here. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so, as a last ditch effort, Mark tells him, I've been lying to you. Yeah. And you're like what? <laughs> like yeah. not totally shocking, but no. you're, uh, it's, it's the thing you've been waiting for to explain why it's been weird. Right. But like it, the thing, the first, my on first watch, I was like, Whoa. So like, he's really putting all his cards on the table to try and get this guy to stay. Yeah. Like I, I th- honestly thought the direction was just going to go is that he would just flip his switch and go creepy on him right away. Not at but all. in reality, he was like, "All right, cards are on the table." Yep, basically. So then proceeds to be this very interesting uh, conversation between the two, right? Where Mark tells the quote unquote true story about Peach Fuzz. Yes. So he asks Aaron to turn the camera off, and Aaron turns at least covers it or something. Yeah, it's a black because screen. Because it's a black screen, and all we get is audio, which also I forgot was get you get subtitles too, which is nice because it's, it's very quiet, the it conversation. Is. Yeah. And it proceeds to be like this very unsettling conversation. Like not only like you would never tell your closest friend this story, yeah. let alone a person you just met that day. Yeah. So the conversation basically comes where Peach Fuzz, the, the wolf mask, the quote-unquote true story behind it. Yeah. Where one day Mark Duplass was saying that uh, their internet started to get slow. And also, by the way, the way he tells the story, superb. Like, oh, yeah. So haunting. Yeah. Like, very creepy. 
the internet started to go slow. And so someone from work tells him, check the browser history, because sometimes the browser history might be full. So he goes home and goes to delete the browser history. And he, when he goes to it, he finds all this ridiculous animal porn kind of yeah. stuff. And he's, he's like, so Aaron? Funny. Yeah, and he's like, Aaron? He's like, there's only two people that use that computer. Me and my wife, and I know that I wasn't looking at that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when he goes to confront her about it, she denies it vehemently. Mm -hmm. And so they never kind of – they don't talk about it again after that. No. And so they go um, to their their mountain house, wherever, where they're at now. Um, I think that's where the story ends up going. And he says he's going to go to work. He has to go into work on a Saturday. That's what it was. He's like, I got to go into the work uh, for a while here today, and it's Saturday, so she's going to be home by herself. She's like, okay. So he goes to the 99-cent store, and he buys the Peach Fuzz mask. And he comes back, and he ties his wife down on the bed and proceeds to vigorously give her the business. Mm-hmm. Animalistically is what yeah. he keeps saying. Yeah. And so there's kind of like a long pause there for a little bit. And then he's like, he's like, I raped my wife. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then throughout this entire story, like not a peep from Aaron. Like this is all no. Mark. Very, yeah, it's, a, it's a good, like three or four minutes. Of, and for like, like a, being story. a black screen, it's a, yeah. first of all, it's messed up, but it's a really great monologue performance on his part. Oh, for sure. And so then he says, uh, he, when he was finished, he left her tied on the bed. And left. Mm-hmm. And when he came back later that night, she was doing dishes or something like that. And he asked her how her day went. And she said, it was fine. And she said, and he's like, and ever so slightly, a little smile curled up on her face. And he said, and after that, he's like, we never talked about it. And he's like, and the browser history never got full again. Yeah, it's like the internet got back up to speed. Yeah, that's what it was. The internet got back <laughs> to speed. That's fucking and, that's creepy, man. Yeah, it really is. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a totally – that's why this was a good choice, I think, because granted, I know we do a lot of found footage, but this type of horror movie is just – it doesn't compare to anything else that I've ever no, seen, really. It doesn't get done enough, like, uh, the type of horror movie like this. Like, it doesn't need jump scares or anything. Like, it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine without it, and it everything that's scary is what the character is saying, basically. Like, it's all verbal. It's Which and it's it's really different. It, like, you don't this, see very many like that. Like maybe Pawnee Pool. Well, that, but, but like it's also that. But this constant guessing game of, you know, is this guy like a nice guy or is he just yeah. a nice like strange guy or is he not a nice guy at all? Yeah. So like any rational person, Aaron grabs the camera. He's like, "Well, after that story, he's like, well, uh, I think I'm good. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna get out of here.' Yeah. And Mark's like, "No, no, 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 no." And, you know, after arguing back and forth, he's like, Aaron's like, you know what? All right, fine. One more drink. So he goes back counter, makes him another drink. Well, he can't find his keys. That's why. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's trying to leave. He can't find his keys. And then Mark Duplass is like, Aaron, like you've been drinking scotch. Like you, you're probably going to be driving drunk and I don't want that to happen. I don't want you to get in an accident. And then he's like, okay. And that's when he pours him another drink. Pours him another drink. Yeah. And then he sets the camera down. And Mark kind of does this confessional thing where, like, he kind of talks to the camera 
um, where he's talking directly to his son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, hey, you know, and then he keeps making these like these, you know, licking his teeth. kind of Yeah, licking his teeth kind of thing. And he's like, does this, this scotch taste funny? He's like, nope. And he's like, nope, we're good. And keeps doing that. And so I'm, I'm saying that, uh, you know, you, it's it's kind of like you're like, OK, well, obviously we didn't see it. But Aaron did something, clearly did something to the drink. Yeah. And so the next shot is. Mark Duplass, Mark Duplass sitting on the uh, fireplace, uh, just kind of sawing logs. You know, he's like he's out. out. Yeah, he's out cold, and and so and then uh, Aaron tries to like reach and like uh, reach, you know, kind of tap him to see how out he is, and Mark's kind of wiggles back to the, and he's like, "Oh, Aaron, why'd you why'd you do that? Why'd you do that?" Kind of leading us to believe, you know, I think he knows that that he was drugged and, but there's nothing he can do about it. So he's out cold. And so Aaron keeps, Aaron keeps trying to find his keys and he can't. And so, uh, he reached into the pockets and stuff and he ends up, you know, getting Mark's phone. He's still looking for his keys and the phone starts to ring and it's Mark's sister. And this is kind of when the story kind of flips on its head. Yeah, well, the the name that comes up is the name of his wife, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Because I can't, I can't remember what he said his wife's name was. I don't remember, so, but they mentioned it earlier. Either way, yeah, he sees Aaron sees the name and recognizes it, so he thinks it's his wife, but in reality, it's not. It's Mark's sister, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, where are you at?" And he's kind of telling the story about his. You know uh, who he is. Like I, you mm. know, he paid me a thousand dollars for the day, videotape him for the brain cancer, that kind of thing. And she's like, "Okay, you need to get out of the house." Yeah. He's like, she's like, don't, Joseph's. Don't worry about anything. Just leave. Just like in brave, and like she's very trying to sound as calm as possible. But clearly, like something, there's distress in the air. Yeah, and she's like, something's wrong with Joseph. Yeah. And she's like, you need to leave right away. He's like, I can't find my keys. She's like, that's okay. Just get out of the house and just start walking. And I'll come pick you up or something. And that, yeah, and that immediately, that's oh, like. Yeah. It goes from creepy to like scary as fuck. To like, like, oh, this is like urgent, urgent. Yeah. Like not only she's like, get out of the house, but he's like, well, I can't drive. Well, the situation basically is what she's saying. The situation is so bad that you just need to leave. Yeah. Start walking right now. Yep. And that conversation ends, and guess who's not sleeping where he was sleeping before? Yep. I think – And this – They go outside, right, next? Because he's still trying to get uh, his keys, I think. He's still trying to get his keys, but – He doesn't but know where he's at. Right. He's, he's trying – no, he's, he's trying to leave. Yeah. And this is where Mark is standing in front of the door. Sorry, I keep saying Mark and Joseph, but I know Mark Duplass more than I know Joseph's character's name. But Joseph is blocking the door with the peach fuzz mask. Because mm. this is what ends up happening is he, like, kind of does – he it's starts like, rubbing – He's, like, rubbing the door, like, moving his hips around. Yeah, really kind of sensually almost. Yeah. 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 But then, then he starts growling. Yeah. And like this shot is also very creepy because the mask, peach, the peach fuzz mask, is really creepy. Yeah. And so he charges at, like Aaron charges at him, and he's like, kind of like, let's end this. And boom, like the camera cuts. And mm-hmm. next thing we cut to is we're at Aaron's place. Mm-hmm. 
No, 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 no. Nope. The next thing that cuts is uh, Mark Duplass on the hill getting a shovel and burying bags. Well, yeah, yeah, that's sorry. That's yeah. that's yeah, that's my bad. Because we do we are at Aaron's place, we but are that's at Aaron's house, the, but way, the way the way it's told is yeah. like uh, it's kind of to, to trick the viewer, I think, a little bit into what yeah. happened after that. Yeah, because the next shot is Mark Duplass recording himself with these big dragging these big grocery bags up the mountainside and digging a hole in the ground. Yeah, and then we then it pauses, mm-hmm. and then you kind of are realizing, okay, well, and then Aaron's telling him that he received this video in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And the point of view that you have is the camera recording what was on the TV and then he like moved the camera and then, you know, it was a video playing. It wasn't actually happening. Yeah. So it was kind of, it's kind of, it's, you know, a cool way to kind of tease a little bit where you're like, holy shit. Like where's nice this transition? Going? Yeah, because, for sure. Like, obviously, and I'm glad like, you, I'm glad you caught it that way too. Cause that is kind of how, that's how it's meant to be portrayed. Yeah, It's meant to be like that for sure. And like, you know, Obviously, once the camera moves and you hear Aaron's voice, you're like, oh, so he got out of it. So mm-hmm. he survived. And so, like, at this point, you're like, okay, well, this is weird, but it's over. He's done. Well, yeah, He's but safe. then also, yeah, and then <laughs> and then I'm trying to think. Uh, so he shows us this. It's kind of like a couple nights off and on like this where he shows us this and he's like, okay, that was weird, basically. Um, he throws and- it out. Throws it away. Yeah, he yeah yeah throws it away, and then the next shot's him in bed talk telling about a dream that he yeah. had, and I can't remember, but the dreams were weird about like how he's wearing the peach fuzz mask and he's doing tubby time with Mark and yeah. that that kind of stuff, and so then it cuts to the next morning, and that's the box the delivery the big box right yeah yeah so I think before does he call the cops before he opens it or after no after. Okay, because right away he starts telling the camera, he's like, okay, well, great. Now, like, he knows where I live. He's got my address, obviously, because he's yeah. sent me two packages so far. Yeah. So he opens it up, and it's a DVD and a knife. Yes. This huge box full of those little peanut things. Yeah. Right on top is a knife and DVD. And so he starts playing the DVD, and then this is the apology, right, for yeah. – you know, he's like kind of like he's like, hey, just trying to scare you, kind of thing with the the previous yeah video that he sent him, that kind of thing, and um, he asks Aaron to, he's like, so if you've gotten everything out of the box, he's like, you might want to dig a little deeper. So if you want to pause now, go ahead and pause now. So he reaches in, and at the very very bottom is uh like a wolf cub puppy yep. kind of toy animal, right, um. So this is where I was going to argue about Peach Fuzz okay. is that towards the end of the movie, he's very adamant about his love of wolves. Yeah. And talking about how he's a wolf and how yeah. he wants Aaron to be a wolf with him because he as Aaron's like looking at this puppy in the background, you hear him talking about he's like, you don't know it, but I know that you have a little wolf in you. Because yeah. when I scared you, you, you had that reaction. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And he kind of he kind of goes on and talks about wolves there for a while, and um, kind of like starts making these innuendos about digging a little deeper kind of thing. And I can't remember because I he's went like, to the bathroom. Once you stick a knife in something, he's like, "There's just it's just crazy. Like it's this it's this amazing feeling." <laughs> right. And then so does Super he cut creepy. open? 
Yeah, he cuts open the wolf. What's no? What's inside it? Because I, I, this the is where I was in the bathroom. The locket. Oh, that's right. I asked you about that. It's yeah, like it a was. Heart, a, it's like it's a, a heart, heart locket. locket with both his picture, Aaron, and Mark Duplass's picture. Yeah. Which is super creepy. So, yeah, it is very creepy. And um, does he toss all yeah. that? Yeah, he throws it all away. Okay. That's, and okay. that's when he calls the cops. Throws yeah. Throws it all away. And I think that night is whenever Aaron wakes yeah. up in the middle of the night. Yeah, he wakes up in the middle of the night again to start, he starts talking about another dream he had. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you hear like a, you know, yeah, a knock a smash. at the, like yeah, a smash. Right. And so he, you know, and this is great because this is my reaction. If I get freaked out in the middle of the night, turn on he all the lights. Leaps out of bed, yes, and flips on all the lights. Yep. yep. And he's like, "Oh, light on, light on, light on!" Flips on yep. all the lights, and he, grabs he like goes, a knife. "Yeah, he, he a goes, knife he grabs a knife." And the way his camera is situated from his bedroom when he goes into the kitchen, like as he walks in there, there's nothing, and he comes back out, and then I think he goes back in or something. And Mark Duplass is standing. In the front door, like right there. Right in, right, right there in front of the front door. And as he starts walking out of the kitchen again, he just, boom, he's gone. Like Batman in the night. Yep. Gone. Yeah. And so then he uh, hears another noise and he steps outside, right? And yeah, like I, think he, I think he hears the trash cans fall down. Yeah. He, he goes out and checks. He and goes he, out. He hears like some bushes rattling. And yeah. then along the side of his house, he sees his trash is spilled over. Yeah. And... This is kind of a dumb thing, but I remember it distinctly where he's like, God damn kids. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. you got all this stuff going on. And like, <laughs> yeah. Blame, like the neighbor kids for this. It's like, I think we all clearly know it's crazy McGee. <laughs> yeah. So then. Uh, the next part the next, when he gets the next video. Yeah. The next. And it's either. We don't know if it's the next morning or not, but yeah. probably a few days later he wakes up. And oh, he was in his. Remember, he, he cut through the screen. To the yeah. screen in the window, and he put the DVD in there. Yeah. So he's like, he was right here. It was like right next to his bed. Yep. Which is super creepy too. Oh, that's right. Because I got, I can't forget this because he, uh, I'm assuming this is might be the same night he drops the DVD off. Is that is. Mark comes in and turns the camera on, and he videotapes himself yep. snipping a piece of Aaron's hair. Yeah. He takes some of his hair, and then that I'm assuming the next morning is it's when we find the yeah. DVD. Yep. And so the shot is the next video is um, Mark He's, apologizing. Yeah, and then for, uh, for everything. Yeah, and then kind of going through one by one all the things that he sent him that he threw away and how it hurt him. <laughs> yeah, especially like, the locket. Yeah, he was like, you know, the first DVD, you know, me like burying those bags. I can see why you threw that out. Yeah. And he's like, and then he pulls up the lock and he's like, but this, this one hurt. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then here again is all this, all this accumulating back up to kind of the beginning of Mark Duplass's character. And this is why, like, I don't want to sound pretentious by saying the word character study, but that's all I keep thinking of when I think of his character oh, for sure. in this movie. Like I'm fascinated by it because he keeps flipping one way, you know, you like, which road is this dude going to take? And so he starts basically saying like almost into tears. Yeah. Not quite, but almost he's like, I have no friends. He's like, I'm kind of, I know that I'm weird. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought kind of what we had was special. And he's like, I, He's like, you're really the closest thing I have to a friend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, he's like, would you come down here to this lake 
And he's video kind of turns the camera around on his bench and he's like, it's open. It's public way place. out the open. Yeah. yeah. Public There's place. A bench. Meet me in the bench. Yeah. And he's like, just so I can apologize in person kind of thing. Yeah. Like, let's just talk. And so this is literally kind of leading up to like one of the last bits of the movie, like the last 10 minutes of the movie. And so Aaron kind of like, he pauses the video and it's a close up of his face and he's thinking about it. Yeah. You know, you're like, is he really thinking about it? And that's he just, how, that's how much that Mark Duplass character sold. Like, I agree. Well, I agree hundred really like percent. Like the fact that Aaron is even considering doing this, it really is a testament to how sincere that apology was. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like he, if that, that last shot, he, he points right to the TV and he says, look at that face. Yeah. And it's just Mark Duplass, just sincere is all like you know, just like seems like a genuinely like he seems genuinely sorry. You know what it reminds but, uh, me of Frisky Dingo whenever, uh, whenever he's like about to kill Xander Cruz, and he's like, "Look at his face." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "There's nothing there." Like he's a he's a child. Like exactly, he doesn't understand like, what's going on. Like he, yeah. you know, mentally has something there that's yeah. And, and that's oh, that's another thing. In, in the video, he talks about how he's seen doctors. He's yeah. taken medication. He's gone off medication. So, like, I think it's the admittant, the admittance of him having a problem. Yeah, like I know that I messed up, and it leads me to do these things. Yeah, and I just want to apologize if I too scared forward, you. Like, yeah, that you. kind of thing. Yeah. So. That's when, you know, Aaron's like, look at that face. And then the next shot is he sets the camera up in his car, pointing directly at that bench mm-hmm. where Mark was in the in the previous video. And um, it's 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 really neat because I was focusing so hard, so hard on all the background yeah. stuff going like he's on. He's looking at a lake. I'm like waiting for like a fucking boat to come up. Well, so, no, what, I, what I was looking for on this watch was for any indication of a cut. Yeah. Of or like an edit, which they may have or may not have, but I'm like I'm watching the way the water, like literally the way the mm-hmm. water's moving, cars driving by on the mountainside Behind across them. the yeah. lake, and like I can't see anything. That's why this is such a this badass shot where like you know he's sitting there for a couple, you know, third, maybe 20, 30 seconds. You know, he looks behind him on the bench and then he kind of looks back, crosses his leg and just kind of, you know, stares out at the lake. And I'd say what twenty thirty seconds later, yeah, we see uh, Mark roll up in this like this big like duster, yeah, and big trench coat. He's kind of standing there, you know, for another five seconds, and then you see this thing drop out of the coat, mm-hmm. and you can see the axe head. Yeah, and this is this is kind of why I think that he's he's there's something about this wolf thing, in my opinion, because yeah. he puts the mask on. Yeah, he puts like the peach fuzz mask on. Peach must fast like he's the wolf now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so it's the 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 build up of this scene is insane because like we were talking before I was trying to figure out how long this was because it feels long but not in a bad way because no. the tension is just building and building and he pulls the axe up behind his head and he holds it there for a long while. Yeah. Before he boom. And like and there's like a, it's a very sickening thud. Well, the thing that really like made that really weird for me and seemed super realistic is like as soon as he hit him in the head, like that that axe was like completely stuck. Oh yeah, because like, he, he falls so to the hit, side and the axe and stays on. It stays in there, yeah. And like not just stays in, but it doesn't like it doesn't move at all. It's completely right where he hit him. 
and that that is fucking creepy as fuck. It seems super real. I'm a, yeah, yeah. Right. They had to have obviously and, had a cut in there to put something. See, and that's what I'm saying because I remember God, that flawless. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why that when we were watching it, I was looking really, really hard mm-hmm. for any background, anything, because I know once he hits, it looks like it goes in and he falls over. And then Mark takes it out, and then he goes to like goes for the neck, goes to chop the head off. It seems like, yeah. and then it cuts, like pauses. Mm. Well, to... it's, the, it's the same thing that happened la- that happened earlier, where the recording that we were watching was a video camera recording the previous video, and you right. see that he's you see uh, Mark Duplass in like his house, like looking at the video, watching. watching the video, and then like he mentions a few things, like I'm sure you can bring up. But. Well, then that and that's the thing is like that's when this all comes together, when you see truly who. That's why I keep saying character study, and I said I, I feel pretentious saying it, but that's why it's fascinating. You finally get the reveal of who this character really is, and yep. for me, it comes off as a smart, cunning person, yeah. sociopath, mm-hmm. obviously, but like one hundred percent new. All along, what he was doing. Oh yeah. So everything that, like that's saying the the story with the wife. Mm-hmm. Is he ha- was that did that happen? That that happened. Maybe he is married. Did that happen with a girl that he knew? Is that totally made up? Yeah. Like all this stuff. Is he it, is. Yeah. Is it something he uses multiple times? Exactly. Like he is. He is cool and collected mm-hmm. when he is. Ta- and he, but he's talking about Aaron very, very uh, highly. Yeah, and highly and passionately, like like he's like you were my favorite. Yeah, and he's like you just why didn't you turn around? You know, he's yeah. like if you were, it just seems stupid. The, yeah, it just seems stupid. Like if you set the camera up, you obviously didn't trust me from the get go. But he's like you didn't turn around, and because you didn't turn around, you truly trusted me. Yep, and that's why you're my favorite. Yep. And it's a great scene that's because it's a, zoom, yeah. it's a zoom in on his face, and he literally like you can see the like the the tears welling up in his eyes oh, yeah. almost. He's talking so, about he's it. so happy it's like leslie vernon whenever the knights come he's crying now is this because he's, so, <laughs> he's so happy is this does it end on the scene that you don't like no uh right at or does that, this happen right at that point the camera goes back to uh yeah the screen and you see mark duplass jump in front of the camera of the scene that whenever he killed him and then yeah. as soon as he jumps in front of the camera he he picks up the camera and does the same thing and yeah. I just think it's total stupid. See, but for me, I was there. I was really thinking about it. What if it's just his way of uh, like ending the video? Well, no. If what if it was his way of like I knew you were videotaping me the whole time. Like Maybe. that's how far. That's how many steps ahead I was of you. You know. No, I, I don't mind the the recording of the video of him popping out and looking at that like from the car perspective. Right. But what I hate is. As soon as that happens, he picks up the camera and looks at himself, and he yells as well. Oh. I don't know why, but that's the only thing in this movie I don't like, and it's so minor that it doesn't really like face. It doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. It's just a small thing. It's like a I don't know. It's just something maybe that irritates me. And maybe it's something how he ends his videos. We don't know because yeah, we don't know. before we get to the real ending, we do know that they these two guys are working on a creep trilogy. Yeah. So maybe that's there's some questions to be answered later, but this is what and again. Horror movies are tough to end, yes. but this sent this from, in my opinion, a good movie to a great, like classic movie that I will watch over and over and over again. The reveal of yeah. 
Aaron is like, f- from what I've seen, is like the fortieth, fiftieth guy. Yeah. So like it, after that scare jump thing, it it goes to Mark uh, Mark Duplass with a camera, and he's on the phone. Yeah, he, he gets a it's phone call. The exact same ad. He posts the exact same ad, and somebody's calling him back, and he's basically gives the exact same information that he gave yep. Aaron, like just showing that he does this. This is what he does. And then he takes the video while still recording. He takes the video of Aaron and puts it in a closet of like, like you said, 50 or a hundred videos. Well, that's the thing. And here's people he's done. This this is, this is the part that like I caught this last viewing that I thought was really fascinating was he was just in the process of beginning his DVDs. Yeah. There were VHSs. Yeah. Tons of VHSs. Yeah, like that's the thing that was cool is that he slid Aaron's into the DVD collection, which was just starting, and he had tons of VHSs with. And I have, I need to go back and maybe pause it if there are names on yeah, them there is. or there is. okay. I didn't know if it was names or places or something it's like that. Names on everyone. And it, and then it that and then that's where the movie ends. And it's just I just thought it was awesome because like it's just so uh, the Joseph character that is played by Mark Duplass, which I've said a million times, is just was so fascinating to watch like it just even that that's what makes the rewatchability so much more fun because mm-hmm. he teased like you said that you wanted to mention he teased killing him with the axe yeah he foreshadowed so it he tells him right at the beginning basically like hey i could have killed you with his axe <laughs> yeah and then he ends up doing it yeah perfect i just I, it's i really do like the, the very very end i think is awesome you're right like Showing that reveal. he's done it, yeah. Showing that he's done it plenty of times is awesome. I just that one jump scare—it just doesn't fit with the rest of the movie for me. No, I, like, there's I, I, nothing I agree. else that's like that, and they threw that in, and I'm I'm really glad they didn't end on that because so many movies would end on that, and that really first time, I, first time I watched it, that's where I thought because that's very yeah. that's very '80s horror movie style to end a movie on that last like ah kind for of sure. thing, yeah. And maybe that was what it was. Maybe it was an homage to old horror movies. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just like, jump scare. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. But either would, way, it doesn't change the way I feel about this movie at all. It's just one of the, it's just like a pet peeve kind of thing. Like I, I really don't like when movies do this final jump scare that don't matter. Yeah. Right. And it's just this this whole thing, like I, I said earlier, it's – I would recommend. I mean, all the show, all the movies we do, I would watch. But like, if you're looking for something that like, if you into horror movies, you're looking for something different. Yeah, subtle. this is hands 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 down. This would be the first thing I would ask anyone who is a constant horror movie watcher, who's kind of maybe in a rut of kind of the same stuff. Also, I, I think this is great for people who aren't really into real horror movies, like somebody who doesn't like to watch horror movies. This is a good it is middle it's, ground it's, because they're. The stuff that's scary is so – it's just so calm. Like it, it, the the scary part is figuring out who this character is well, in it's, weird it's situations. Good. But there's really no like, – like you said, there's a few scary shots like when they're on the stairs and you see the silhouette and with the peach fuzz mask and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's – you're scared of this person. You're not scared of the situation. I mean you're not scared of the things around it. You're scared of the person. Well, and that and that's that's true because that's the thing. Like it, the recommend the recommendation would go both ways because this is a good uh, dipping your toes in the pool of horror movies. Exactly. If you like, yeah. I know, I know, how many people do we fucking know that don't like watching horror movies? This would be one that I would like. You said this is 
great fucking example to give somebody who doesn't really like watching horror movies and be like, look, there's horror that's not traditional. Like, this is, indie horror has such a huge variety to show you. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, we keep talking about, like, I like uh, the subgenres of horror. You know, like, recently yeah. we did, we talked about cult stuff. Yeah. And I, if I were to put this under something, I would put under just, uh, like, if someone was like, what makes this movie scary? I'm like, the unsettlingness yeah. is what makes the movie so scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's just, you know, if you you try and the found footage aspect of you putting yourself in Aaron's shoes from the first sure. person perspective, like mm-hmm. how would you behave in those situations? And it's just I'm like maybe I might do the same things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And it's just, I it, it's it's I'm very very excited to see what other ideas they have because originally I think they pitched it right off the bat as a trilogy, and they both were working on other projects. I think. Mm-hmm is why it got pushed back. But I think you said their two is either going to shoot or come out this year at some point. I imagine that's 2017. I I imagine a movie like this doesn't take long to to do. No, it's probably like a few weeks to a month max, but it's just one, one thing like it's, you know, not only it's a, it's a, you know, dipping your toes in the pool of horror, but it's just, it's very original kind of like a horror movie. Just two guys. And you're kind of on your toes the entire time. It's very, very like on your edge of the seat kind of movie. And everyone knows this about me, but I love cheap scares. And this movie looked like it was super, like it didn't look like it was the cheapest movie ever, but they didn't have any effects. There's no effects at all. No, no it expensive was shots. Nothing. The, the expense of this is movie the <laughs> is the camera. Maybe that they had to rent a cabin. Yeah. Uh, if either the of those guys got paid. Yeah. And the Peachifies mask yeah. <laughs> it is the only problem. It's definitely more than 99 cents. I don't know what dollar store they're going to. I don't know, but I bet if I went <laughs> on to Amazon, I'd have to pay more than 99 cents to get that mask. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, like in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. And I think like Creeped, Creep is a very apt title for this movie. Yeah, because I mean, if if you've been listening, I'm sure we've both said, man, that's really creepy about 100 yeah. times during this. <laughs> And like, yeah, and that's the thing, like, like I said, that, that shot, I'm just looking at it now on IMDb that the poster for it is just, it's just neat. It's, it's from the producers of Paranormal Activity and the Purge. I did not know that until I just looked at it. Yep. And also the P is an ax <laughs> in Creep. Yep. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, it's pretty much the whole movie. Like this is on Netflix. So if you've listened to this whole thing. We, I still think you should go watch it because the rewatchability of this. It's fantastic. You know, yeah, I've, like, I I've mean, seen sh- this movie. shit, I've seen it probably like five or six times. <laughs> at, at the very least. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because it's, it's one of those movies where like I have a handful of movies that I just, if I want to watch a movie, but like you go through that whole process of like, I don't know what to watch. Yeah. You mean every night? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is one of those things where you can just throw on. And you can decide what else you want to watch. Like, so it's like it's an hour freaking 17 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, really but like short. you you watch it to put it on as a background thing, but you don't realize that every time you do that, you end up getting entranced into the movie <laughs> all over again. Thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, highly recommend Creep, obviously. Check it out. And um, I wanted to actually throw an idea at you for a movie to watch for okay. the next episode. Because right. we had talked about it before, and if you know, if we are uh, consider ourselves indie and or underground, we might as well go to one of the grandfathers of indie, 
and Kevin Smith and watch Red uh, do Red State. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that fucking movie, man. Which I say all that going into it, which that's his most, like, the way the movie got made and all that stuff is super fascinating. But, because like I said, I was listening to all that stuff today. The yeah. movie is, does not feel indie. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's shot it's, very well. <laughs> it's very not like he says the big, the biggest compliment he can get is of people being like, no way you made this. Yep. And like, I, I remember when we watched this at the house for the first time, cause you were, I had not been listening to a lot of his podcasts yet, yeah. which I am like, we are both clearly avid yeah. fans and we might not be doing a podcast had we not been such huge Kevin Smith fans in the first Def- place. I will say definitely not. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty confident. I always have to do this before, and I should always check. If it's on Netflix, uh, it's I'll, almost everything he has is on Netflix, except yeah. for like Clerks Two, which is so frustrating because I, I that, just watched that. That falls <laughs> under my categories of movies that if I don't know what I want to watch, like it's that's a great, yeah, that goes in like my top five Sunday movies for sure. Yeah, yeah it's a great. I always cry at that one part in the prison because I'm a bitch. <laughs> Uh, budge. We'll we'll yeah. post it if it's on Netflix or anything. Yeah, it's I'll not. I just, right. I mean, for sure you can watch it on Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for three bucks, and you can watch it on Amazon. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's the goal. We're gonna try and do Red State within the next few weeks, something like that. So stick tuned, uh, for that. Um, and. For the podcast, I am Craig Garman. You can follow me on Twitter at Chitty16, Troy Doworth at that geek Troy D, and follow the pod on Twitter at HorrorUPod. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.